The following podcast may contain language not suitable for younger audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome, my friends, to the show that never ends. This is the Red Bull Ramp Podcast, the official Red Bull Podcast of SB Nation and Once a Metro. I'm your host, Jason Ipico. I'm Thad McDonald. I'm Truman. And this is episode 133, New Direction. Yes, it is indeed a new direction uh, for this show. Uh, we were, on the last show, we uh, teased some changes. First, obviously, is the intro. That was a little different than what I usually do. Uh we also have a new theme song, if you didn't notice. Uh, Truman, you remind me what the theme song is. I didn't write it down. Uh, the theme song is Jersey Sweet by the band The Scandals, New Jersey's own The Scandals. There you go. Boom. Red Bull Rant's very own homegrown player. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the biggest change of all, which if hopefully it propagates by the time you guys listen to this show, is we have a brand new logo for the fourth season of the show. Ooh, yeah. It's sexy. It is. And yeah. uh, we got to give credit to the guy who created it, uh, Ryan Meisner. Thank you for the great job you did on the logo. It is awesome. Hope, and hopefully it's on your phone, tablet, computer, wherever you're listening to this wonderful, wonderful podcast. Um, also, before I forget, we're actually introducing uh, our very own thing at patreon.com uh, for those who don't know the website it's uh, patreon p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash r-b-r uh, the point of patreon is for uh, people who consume content to support those that create the content uh, our show will still be free so do, do not think that this means that people are going to start paying for the show uh, but if you like this show and you want to help us grow, uh, buy, <laughs> maybe buy Pat a new uh, mic, Truman a new internet connection because his just sucks, um, or you know whatever, maybe some to host stuff on SoundCloud, stuff like that to to make the show better, uh, provides the money. And the way page, the way we have it set up is uh, Patreon allows you to do two options. One is pay by month or pay by episode. And we're going to do it by month because, you know, there's sometimes we're going to pump out a lot of uh, episodes because a lot of games. Sometimes we're not, so we want you to know every month it's going to be one fee. But you get to choose what the fee is. It's not like we're going to say you have to pay five bucks if you want to contribute. You can pay as little as one cent as long as you have a valid credit card on file with Patreon um, or a PayPal account, I guess. I don't remember all the specifics off the top of my head. But if you want to give, go to patreon.com slash rbr. And donate, and uh, at some point we're gonna have some sort of rewards for our listeners that donate. We don't know what that is yet. Um, I had one earlier today, but was shot down by these two guys right here with me every corner of the show. Basically, told me I was a greedy old man for trying to get people to donate. <laughs> Just a little bit. So, 
Yeah, so we'll have some rewards for you guys at some point. We'll figure out what that is. Um, if we get enough money, maybe some scarves or some uh, or some t-shirts. That's yeah, an option. T-shirts. We have a cool yeah, new logo. Official Red yeah. Bull Rap t-shirt. I mean, uh, our logo is sexy enough for a shirt. We we did talk about that. So, you know, maybe um, an evening of uh, dinner and romance. You know. <laughs> Oh, why didn't that play? I think the better idea is just give me your credit card number. Yeah. Let us do whatever the hell we want with it. See, oh, yeah. Or maybe buy a new soundboard because that's the third time I clicked the goddamn song. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's right, everybody. You don't need money. You don't enough money. You can have right. an evening set to that. <laughs> Nothing but that for the whole thing. <laughs> Imagine like three hours of that. Chicka-chawawa. Right. First romantic dinner to end in murder. Well, probably not the first, but you know. <laughs> All right, but let's let's move on um, and actually talk about you know stuff that's actually relevant, not us pimping ourselves to get more money. Um, so last week. We talked about a bunch of things. Uh, the CBA, among them, uh, a deal has been struck by Major League Soccer and the Players Union. Um, free agency is 28 years will be available to players when they hit 28 years old and have played eight years in MLS. Um, it's a five-year CBA. The minimum salary for players has jumped from I think it's like 35 to 60 thousand dollars a year, and uh, I think one of the biggest things is that the salary cap is going to increase by 7% compounding every year, so that's going to be a pretty big jump over the next five years. Um, before we get to that, though, we did have a voicemail. Now, the voicemail came in before the CBA was signed, so take that into account on in all this. But, Pat, this is directed at you, so we have to, <laughs> you're going to listen to this, and then you're going to decide how you want to respond. What's up, boys? This is uh, Bill. I've emailed you guys probably a uh, hundred times over the past year, and uh, after Pat's last rant, I had to give a phone call. Pat said something about how the players deserved free agency after 20 years. After 20 years, baseball, the number one sport in the country, took 80 years to get free agency, and we deserve it after 20 years. Our ratings are worse than the fishing shows on NBC Sports. And we deserve free agency? I think it's wrong. I, I totally disagree with you. The players don't deserve that. The players are going after that for one reason. They want to undermine everything that the league was built on. I don't understand it. I don't think anybody understands it. But this whole single entity thing is working somehow. Because when a league has ratings like we have, and it's still doing well with the people coming to the stadiums and everything else, they're doing something right, these owners. So I think we have to trust them, and if they say free agency is a no-go, it's a no-go. And I personally think that the players should be going after minimum wage. Increase the minimum wage. Go for a hundred grand. If they said a hundred grand minimum wage and they said triple the salary cap, I would have no problem with their demands. This whole free agency thing, I don't, I think it's just undermining what the league has been built on. And the league is not strong enough now to withstand a long strike or something like that. <clears throat> uh, I had something up. 
listen, that's it. Uh, I'll be listening to your show. And uh, take care, boys. I'll be talking to you during the year. Later. Well, now we have free agency. <laughs> I win. No, uh, no, good, good call. Honestly, very good call. Um, I, I mean, hey, look, I, I, you know, even the common worker in America can choose where they want to work. You know, they can work somewhere for a year or two, and they can send their resume off uh, wherever they want, and you know, hope they can get hired somewhere for a better deal. I, I just think it's a, a common labor practice uh, throughout sports, throughout the world, and I, I do believe uh, free agency is the future of MLS. Um, it's the only thing that will help this league grow in the long run. Uh, and I'm, uh, I'll, I'm definitely a little disappointed actually where they ended up, uh, in the free agency discussions, but, uh, I guess we'll get into that now. Yeah. I mean, I think 28 years old is, is for a, for a soccer player, you know, you're kind of getting on at that point. Uh, it doesn't seem that way in MLS because what we do is bring over 34 year old Europeans, but that's eh, another thing. Um, I mean, I think free. I think free agency should be in every league, and I think the idea with having a salary cap, you know, that, that's the thing with baseball. There's no salary cap. There's a luxury tax, so players can sign for a million dollars. Well, that's not going to happen here, even if you have free agency. I mean, you just can't go sign with the highest bidder because the cap's pretty small as it is. I think that's the whole thing. Like Pat said, you should you should be able to work where you want to work. Uh, if you're stuck on a team that you hate or you don't like ownership. You should just be able to go somewhere else and not allow that team to trade you somewhere else where you might not want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you know, like we we're going to discuss with Dan a little bit um, in a few years. Maybe we'll look ahead and maybe free agency will change. You'll see how this goes with the twenty-eight eight years of service. Blah blah blah, and uh, maybe they'll lower it. Maybe they'll up it. Who knows? But I, I think free agency is just the way to go. Plain and simple. I don't think there's really much more to, that I'm going to say about that. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I'm with you. I think I think um, the age limit's a little bit of nonsense. Um, I mean, eight years, in my opinion, is too long. I mean, the, the plus is that this is a five-year deal, so anybody coming into the league right now, um, they very well could renegotiate this in five years. And frankly, I think they're going to. I, I, I said it on Twitter. The other night, um, I made actually a whole bunch of I went I Dennis Miller to big time making historical references uh, with this uh, CBA. You know, first of all, I think this thing is kind of like the Missouri Compromise. Nobody's happy. Um, the league is not happy to give a free agency. The players are not happy that they didn't get more. Um, you know, it's it's you know I I, I just think this, they kicked the uh, fight down road for five years. I think it's going to be a bad fight. I think we're all going to... Be, I bet you by the end of the year, we're going to be complaining about the CBA. <laughs> um, I mean, the plus is they did, the minimum salary to get, uh, did go up. That's the only thing I'm pretty happy about. I mean, I was thinking 50-60 um, when they, uh, when they uh, you know, made this happen. Um, so it, it's... You know, but everything else, I mean, the, the salary cap increase is paltry, in my opinion. Um, you know, I would have liked to see them increase it just a little bit more. Uh, you know, it's 7%. It's going to be, what, $4 million are we going to wait? How are you going to be a top league in 10, year, 10 years if after five up to, um, you're only going to be up to a salary cap of about $4 million? Uh, you know, it, it just it doesn't make sense, you know. 
So I, I think we got a long ways to go. All that being said, I am glad that Sunday we're going to be able to watch soccer. Uh, but, uh, I mean, a lot already has to be fixed in five years. So, I mean, I guess we're going to see what happens. So, yeah. Um, unfortunately, I kind of dropped that. So I need to hear a lot of that guy, of what you're, uh, what we were saying. But my thoughts, um, I, I guess it kind of goes back to what Bill was saying about um, taking more money in exchange for free agency. Uh, I imagine the pay raise plus the li- the limited free agency was kind of like, hey, let's just get this uh, free agency foothold kind of thing, and then wait, um, wait, uh, you know, for five years, and then we'll have a different bargaining position and possibly get more. Uh, I don't know if it'll work out in the end. I guess we'll have to wait and see. Uh, I I personally think that they could have held out for more, maybe get. Uh, Probably not full free agency at this point, but they probably could have gotten like say twenty five and three to five years or something like that. Um, it, it kind of sucks with the whole movement towards academies because those players kind of get screwed over in this. Um, yeah, I mean, like think of it this way: like a person who really would have benefited from more lenient free agency was Connor Laid. He's been in the league for I think it's been three years now, and he came out. I, I believe he came out of the academy, not college, so it means he's still like 22 or something like that, and I'll look it up as I'm talking. Um, but because of this, he's not a free agent. Like, he could be today if it was if, – if they just got a little bit more. Um, what I kind of want to know is how people were voting on this because it came out that from a team's perspective that the Red Bulls players were one of the few teams that – Voted against the deals of the trade or the uh, CBA, so I'm kind of curious if we could, like, if we knew who voted how. Like, I imagine you would see a lot of the younger players voting, kind of split for and against. For would probably be the ones that like benefit from keep playing because they need the, the paychecks. Where the ones that are voting against would have benefited from more free agency. So I don't know. And actually, and uh, kind of age 25 and three years in. So he will hit free agency when the CBA expires. So that kind of sucks for him. And they'll move it down a couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, I mean, you know, it's, we we could be cynical about that, but I mean, I, if if there's one plus about them getting any free agency is that this is the start. Um, you know, even if they, even if the league trust push back really hard in five years, they they can launch. They now have that opportunity to launch an antitrust suit. You know. Uh, the, the owners knew they were making themselves vulnerable, so I think we're going to see the end of single entity, um, you know, or at least in practice, if not in title. Um, and uh, we're actually going to start seeing some real competition uh, between teams, and not just uh, where Garber decides someone wants to play. Right, and you know, also in five years, we're really going to see where the league stands. Yep. Period. You're going to see where it stands with the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, in five years, you'll see how the not only the new expansion teams this year, but the oncoming teams. I imagine there's going to be like 58 teams in five years, um, all of them with stadiums. But you're going to we're going to see how the league has progressed, and that'll be a, another huge, huge part. Because if the league is very successful in five years, uh, they get their TV deal goes up, the players are going to want more. Yeah. And then you could really you could see a real real war happen in five years. Yeah, and you you got to consider that one of the big parts of this uh, you know war was the fact that the league is crying you know poor yet they're paying 
you know, players $5 million a year. And the only way MLS is going to come remotely close to being a top 10 league in, you know, 10 years. And it's not 10 years from today. I think it was 10 years from 2012 is what they said. Um, so really, we're talking seven years from now. The only way they're going to do that is they must be planning to increase the number of designated player slots because $4.2 million salary a year, no chance, no chance this team, this league is a top 10 league by 2022. Right. So that was our whole first segment. That's going to be a CBA. So there you go. Um, so with that, unless you guys have any other thoughts on CBA that you want to get at real quick. Now let's be done with it. We're playing. Right. There's a there's a game tomorrow night, man. There's a game tomorrow night. We can worry about CBA in five years. <laughs> Whenever you're listening to it, there's a game Friday night. Or if you are listening to it, there is a game on Saturday. So technically tomorrow's correct. Right. If you're listening to it Sunday, there's two games. There's three games tonight. Well, if you're listening on Sunday, tomorrow's not correct. So. Hmm. Yeah. If you listen on Monday, you're a fool. Yeah. What the fuck were you doing? Slacking. You're a slacker. A bunch of slackers <laughs> around here. <laughs> All right, with that, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to have on with us uh, Daniel Forgestein from Forgestein's Fire. We'll be back with more Red Bull Rants right after this. Welcome back to the Red Bull Rant uh, for our season preview show. We're glad to welcome back a uh, returning guest. You all know him from Four Seeds Fire and Blog Talk Radio and contributor at SoccerNewsday.com, Mr. Dan Forestine. Welcome back to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Always a pleasure to be back on the rant. I enjoy it, guys. I'm ready to go. Uh, great time that I had over at Webster Hall for the Media Day slash season ticket holder party. That was in downtown Manhattan. Uh, speaking of, how how was that? I mean, I've seen pictures. Granted, I couldn't be there because I don't live anywhere close to there. But I saw pictures. It looked like it was a pretty good party. How was it from a media perspective? From a media perspective, it was a fun time. Uh, you get to talk to some of the people. Uh, obviously, I know some of the season ticket holders that are members of the uh, ESC. Uh, you talk to some of the people from the other supporters groups that are season ticket holders there and the regular people that are season ticket holders. Uh, a lot of free food, which I approve. Uh, a lot of free drink, which I do approve. Uh, some were water, some were Red Bull, and some were, uh, shall we say, of the adult beverage type. And uh, <laughs> just a fun time DJ blaring tunes and uh, uh the New York Red Bulls, of course, uh, showing their brand-new home kits, the white shirts with the red sleeves, uh, red shoulders on the top with white Adidas stripes, and the bottom trim on the front, of course, has the New York spelled out at the bottom with a fat red trim line at the bottom. So pretty much the jersey that was leaked months ago, yes. right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Jersey Leaks uh, USA, yes, sir. Uh, you know, actually, it was kind of funny. I, I had this thought, um, but I didn't think it was worthy of a piece or anything. But what, what's the point of Jersey Leak if all these jerseys are just going to get leaked you know, two months early? Like, it just doesn't make any sense, does it? Nah, not really. 
Not really. Or just means someone's not doing their job, that's all. That's right. <laughs> or security's just that poor at Adidas and MLS HQ. Did you did you get any sweet swag? Did the fans get any sweet swag or was yeah, uh, selling uh, they were selling the shirts uh, authentic replica and long short sleeve long sleeve. Nice. Can't go wrong with that. Oh, so the long sleeve long sleeve is available because one of the guys at Once Metro is asking when it's coming out, but <laughs> I guess the long sleeve is only available at the uh, event, huh? Uh, probably, but I wouldn't be surprised if they were selling it at the bull shop inside and outside the arena. So uh, I say go for it. Actually, I found out. Here's what happened. I was reading on a page in one of the Facebook uh, Red Bull fan groups. One guy was complaining that the authentic uh, – Red Bull home jerseys were 150 bucks, and I'm like, that's steel. I mean, hockey jerseys back in the day were 150 bucks. The Authentics, you know, those old CCMs. I'm like, that, are you kidding me? That's a steal, man. Go get it. All right. Well, the reason we are having a, a season preview episode at all is that the league and the Major League uh, Soccer Players Union last night came to an agreement in principle on a new collective bargaining agreement. Um, what are your thoughts on what's come out? Uh, who do you think won this uh, negotiation? Um, you know, when you hear stuff that, you know, half the players were not happy with this deal, um, half of the players were, some of the owners were not happy with this deal, and some were, um, I'll call it right now a 50-50 split. Uh, positive and negative. Uh, but the real winners are us, the media who covers the teams. The winners are the fans that go to uh, the stadiums to watch the teams play. Um, and, of course, there's not going to be any uh, national teamers that play in MLS. They're going to go back to Europe uh, to possibly play on loan just to make, you know, so Jurgen Klinsmann re- remains happy. Um, I think it's a win-win for the sport in the States because there's no strike, there's no lockout, no games will be lost, and we're on schedule for, of course, uh, uh, the season starts this coming Friday night. So I think it's a win for the little people. Did you even think that that they were going to get a deal done that quickly? Because I know I didn't. No. To be honest with you, I was talking to some of the other members of the media uh, Tuesday night at Webster Hall, Dan Dickinson, uh, Dave Martinez, uh, Howard Magdal, uh, we were talking. I was hoping at the time, I should say, I was hoping they'll find a way to get a deal done, but I thought uh, the opening weekend was going to get scrubbed and the following week we're going to have soccer because I, and maybe most of us felt that just missing one weekend of games was going to be enough for this strike and lockout to end. So actually, um, the News came out today that uh, teams well, voted... not the way you wanted to make an impression in your 20th year on your new uh, TV contract. That's right. And apparently Truman's lagging on me because that's a question. Um, all right, so uh, news came out that the, t- the players had voted 18-1 to 1 in favor of striking. Uh, the one was Montreal, who I'm assuming didn't vote since they were in CCL action. French. And, and it seems like uh, it was... Seven teams that voted against the CBA deal, uh, New York included, which if you look at the breakdown, apparently like L.A. and Seattle, some of the other big spenders voted four in terms of the, the players, not the teams themselves. Right. 
so I, it, I I found it kind of interesting. Um, obviously the players were ready to go to you know go to the mat over the free agency, and they ended up with twenty eight uh, twenty years old and eight years of service. I think is the terms. Yep. Um, so I. So I'm kind of curious what you think about the uh, terms of free agency. Like, do you think it's beneficial, or is this maybe a foothold to uh, full free agency, or could they have gotten more? Um, I think they could have gotten more, but obviously uh, the way that certain things have changed, I guess they decided to go a different route, obviously with the uh, the base player's salary, which that a little bit almost doubled, but... Um, you know, the whole free agency thing, I think what they've done so far, even though I understand some of the players were not happy with what their union members uh, agreed to this, I, I think once this CBA is expired in five years, I think they're going to go full on on free agency and they're really going to start uh, really choosing that vehicle to force the league's hand. I think at the moment... This whole situation, and don't get me wrong, I think it, I think free agency it can happen, it can work within MLS. Uh, my feeling has been about the league and the way the single entity has worked so far is that this is a step-by-step process, meaning this step is finally done with. We've gotten uh, at least some form of, con- uh, not consistency, but at least... Uh, compensation, I guess, if that's the right word. I probably am making uh, the wrong word, but as I'm trying to say is that I think this was more important than the free agency that the players were asking for because, let's be honest, this whole issue of free agency just came out of nowhere. Many, many inside thought that the players are just going to sign the deal, not strike, and just move on and play. But when the whole free agency situation really popped up, it just surprised everybody. So all I can say is is that I think next season, not I shouldn't say next season, but the next CBA negotiations, I think they're going to go full on on free agency because, in my opinion, our league, as great as it has gone from 1996 up till now, this whole situation has to be a step-by-step process. And it's right now it's positive. Maybe it's not as positive as some of the players would like it, but to be honest with you, it's in a positive direction, and I think it's going to improve as the years go by, and we'll wait for the next CBA uh, negotiations will be in five years. Well, let's let's move on, shall we? Because I'm sure we could talk about that riffraff for a while longer. But listen, we're actually p- playing on Sunday. It's, it's happening. It's actually happening. Yeah. So uh, the Red Bulls are going to Kansas, the state of Kansas. That's right, Kansas, not, not Missouri. Just want to. <laughs> Make that clear for everybody who who keeps forgetting uh, to play the Sporks. Uh, what I want to ask is, what lineup do you see coming uh, out of the Red Bulls, especially on defense? I think center back is the big question mark right now because obviously there's no Olave. Um, I think Matt Miazga is going to be playing with the USL two team. Um, from what I've heard. It will be a French center back pairing of Ronald Zubar and Damien Perinel. Uh, Kari Umet, the former Impact player, is uh, officially signed with the club, so I'm assuming he'll be coming off the bench. Um, I do see Roy Miller starting left back, right back. I'm assuming it'll be Chris Duval, unless uh, someone is going to sneak in there. I, I think we're going to still see that 4 2 3 1 or. 
I'll call it a 4-5-1. I don't care what anyone says. Uh, you will see Felipe and Dax McCarty as your defensive midfielders. Uh, and the big question is going to be left-wing midfield. Lloyd Sam will be on the right. There's no question about that. I think Peggy Luyendula is going to be the central midfielder, uh, maybe playing a little bit above the midfield and just behind Bradley Wright Phillips. The question is, who's taking that left-wing spot? Will it be either Sasha Kleistian or will it be Sal Zizou or will it be Mike Grella, the Glen Cove Long Island native who was <laughs> originally a Red Bull Academy player before he went to England and Leeds? Well, I mean, I think if you brought in Sasha, doesn't he have to play? Yes, he does. He does. And then the question is, who's going to be behind uh, Bradley Wright Phillips? Uh, do you uh, use Luyan Dula uh, coming off the bench? Do you use him to start? Do you use Grella? Do you use Izzy? I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of midfielders on this roster right now. It's midfield heavy. So I'm expecting Jesse Marsh to have a rotation this year, uh, still have enough quality on the field as well as on the bench to go out and do some damage. So we'll see what Marsh will do. Uh, just for the record, because I did a count of this today, there are 11 midfielders on the roster. If you classify Peggy as a midfielder instead of a forward, like the Red Bulls actually do. Um, so that actually kind of leads to my next question. Um, right now, there are three forwards on this team. And considering that most likely at least one of them is going to uh, New York Red Bull 2, do you think it's going to be a problem going forward to have a lack of depth at forward? Um, I mean, at the moment, I can see where you're coming from, Jay. And I mean, it, it, you know, this is what Jesse Marsh, uh, you know, this is now his team. Jesse Marsh has taken over, as we all know. Uh, I just, I just think there's a lot of question marks, and I agree with you guys about who's going to be thrown out there and how he's going to manage it because. The only way I can see this team doing well and you know making people happy, either he makes solid substitutions or he's going to have to go through a rotation. He might even have to give Bradley Wright Phillips a night off. So we'll have to wait and see. And once again, uh, their only other uh, matches they got to worry about outside of league play is the U.S. Open Cup. So we'll see what happens there. And we'll see if, he, uh, if Marsh will use the USL2 team uh, – properly, as they say, with baseball and hockey, with call-ups or sending down. So we'll see what happens. Yes. <laughs> no, don't mind me. I'm just, wait, I'm just waiting to catch up because my everything, keeps, since it keeps freezing, I'm like, I'll just wait till everyone shuts the hell up, and then maybe <laughs> I'll say something. <laughs> Let me just say that Pat was great on my show. I've got to tell you, very, very... Uh, good responses, especially being with such a wonderful uh, historical soccer writer as Michael Lewis is. So great job, Pat. And I made him laugh once. Yes, he did. I'll take I'll take that. That that's uh, yeah. Pat's, Pat's skill apparently is not in asking questions but answer them. So I mean, take that for what you will. <laughs> that and giving that wonderful rant about the billboard. <laughs> um. You know, it, I, it's fun talking about our backup forwards because, uh, you know, backup forwards have never really been, uh, you know, our strength anyway. I mean, ha- has the ball Cyrus N launched? Uh, has it landed yet? I mean, I know it's been a while. Has anyone figured that out? Uh, hmm. I think it's still orbiting the Earth. No. <laughs> <laughs> 
you know, once again, I think it's all about, uh, you know, how Marsh is going to rotate his players, how he's going to use them as uh, the, the backup forwards as subs, uh, especially, you know, if, we're going to have to see, you know, when the team is at that moment, whether it be uh, on the road at Sporting Kansas City or the home opener against D.C., we need to see how Marsh is going to handle himself and this roster when they're down by a goal or two and when you need that big equalizer or if you need a big game winner at home or on the road. So uh, all we can do right now is just uh, wait till Sunday, March 8th comes and uh, see what Marsh is going to do for the full 90 minutes. You know, let me just say this. I understand during the, the town hall meeting, a lot of people questioning Marsh. He only had one full year as a head coach in this league, and then he got, whether you want to believe the reports, he was sacked by Joey Saputo of Montreal, or he decided to leave on his own because he didn't like the way that Saputo was telling him what he should or shouldn't do. The truth of the matter is this. I think, and speaking to Jesse for the first time at Webster Hall at media media night you know he's a bright guy he's very smart I think he knows what he wants from his team and right now I think they're doing a great job listening to what he wants especially during the preseason uh throw away that IMG final against Philadelphia look it was a howler of a match I think everyone can agree better get out of it out of the way now than worry about it to start the season I think they recovered from it I think they'll be fine and uh even when they did lose 3-1, let's be honest, they really played well. I mean, Grella attacked very well, several shots. You just got to give credit to Mboli for making some solid saves on the Red Bulls. Uh, but once again, it's a long season, so we'll see how he'll do uh, when the Red Bulls take on Philly three times again this year. But, um, you know, I think Jesse Marsh uh, looks like he, from talking to him, to me it looks like, he has not lost a step as a manager, even though he was managing down in Princeton with these college players. But still, once again, I really believe that um, Marsh is going to be fine. I think we were expecting Truman to go. but Oh, no, I thought Pat was going to go. Go ahead, Pat. I'll, I'll come at the end. To me, it sounded like Jay said, I'll do that. All right, just go, somebody. Uh, all right, uh, top three. Yeah, okay. Um <laughs> <laughs> all right, so all right, we'll recover. We'll edit this, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, all right, look, looking forward to the season. Who's your, your who's your top three players that you think we're not really talking about, but we will be by the end of the season? Um, I think we're going to talk about Bradley Wright Phillips, unfortunately, because no one knows if he's going to produce those goals again like he did last year. I mean, obviously. He got hurt between scoring his first of the season and then the breakout hat-trick against Houston, uh, where this whole thing got started. Um, I think that a lot of people are going to talk about, is he going to get 27? First of all, I think it's important to say, is he going to score 20 again? Because that's the number one thing. He became our first 20-goal scorer of this club. And, you know, Clint Mathis never did it. Juan Pablo Angel came the closest with 19. Kenny Cooper never did it. Henri looked like he was on his way to do it uh, until he got that hamstring pull back in 2012. So the big question is, will Bradley Wright Phillips score that many goals again? 
I'm not worried about the league record. I'm more worried about can he get to 20 because I think that's more important right now than going after the league record. But if he can do it at a, at a rate where there's more than enough games to break 20 goals and then try to break the league record, then we'll see where we are. Um, I think we're going to have the second question mark will definitely be the, the back line and most importantly the center backs because everyone's going to be asking about, you know, is Zubar the right fit? Is uh, Perinel really the right fit? Uh, when are we going to have Miazga back from the Under-20 World Cup? Are we going to see Andrew Jean-Baptiste? Is Kari Umet going to be the guy? So there's really a lot of question marks on the back line. And I think the third question mark is going to be basically, is Philippe the right guy to partner with Dax as that defensive mid-pairing uh, in the uh, 4-2-3-1? So I think that's going to be the major question marks. Defense, back uh, center back tandem, BWP, can he repeat what he did last year without, of course, the big French elephant in the room, Thierry Henry, that he has officially retired at the end of last year. So I think those are the big question marks we're going to see with the Red Bulls. Uh, prediction, season prediction, who's coming out of the East and who do you think is coming out of the West, especially now with uh, the conference realignment? Okay, so here we go. I believe, obviously, uh, do you want it in a certain order, or you don't care? Uh, how about how about a conference champions, but the other five playoff teams, no particular order? Okay, fine. Here we go. I truly believe that we are going to see um, the Red Bulls as conference champions because I got a funny feeling they're going to shock everyone. They're going to shut everyone up. It's what That's they do. Mind. It's what they do when nobody expects it. <laughs> exactly. Especially when Andrew Weeb in the MLS team uh, preview report says the Rebels are going to score the most own goals this year because that's so bleep. But anyway, uh, yeah, I can't say that anymore now. I really uh, So Red Bulls, I believe. You just made Pat a very happy man, by the way. <laughs> hey, hey, I don't want to get ranted on by Pat. You know, that's no, 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 no. No, I'm saying <laughs> Pat has this Metro's dead. So now you, you just, like, became a favorite in his book. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> there we go. Okay. So, uh, once again, I believe the Red Bulls, uh, Eastern Conference uh, at the top. Call me crazy, but I'm going to see Montreal as second. Um, I could see Columbus as third. You know, Chicago could surprise some. I think they'll be in the middle, but they'll make the playoffs number four. Uh, so, I see, I got Red Bulls, I got Montreal, Columbus, uh, Chicago. The last two. And I'll, I'll go in no particular order. I think Jim Curtin's going to do a good job with Philly. I think they're going to hang around. So I'll give Philadelphia five. And number six, they're finally going to do it. I think Toronto's going to surprise. I think Toronto will just get that sixth spot. Not saying they're going to win that first-round playoff uh, game, but I do see Toronto improving a little bit. They look like everything is structured now. Everything looks like, uh, I can say it, this will not be the Canadian version of high school bitches. <laughs> Excellent. So no blue team, huh? Yeah. Uh, no. I, I, I just, you know what? I think Christ will do a good job. 
but I think they'll just miss it by a point or two. I, I just think New York City FC uh, is – they got some good talent. Obviously got mixed screwed. They're going to miss them during these friendly games, the Gold Cup games. And let's not forget, guys, World Cup qualifying begins early for the United States, November of 2014. That semifinal round is going to start end of November. So you're not – I just don't see mixed uh, or NYFC, you know – maintaining anything uh, going forward. I think they're going to drop off. And let's be honest, the whole Lampard situation uh, is just, uh, once again, I don't think him coming in August is going to salvage this team at all. Maybe a push, but not that big. Uh, the West. What about the West? <laughs> um, you know, funny thing is the West is now scarier than normal. I mean, Sporting Kansas City and Houston – uh, move to the West. That means Bradley Wright Phillips can't score more than five or six goals anymore in a season against that team. Darn it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I think we're going to see Seattle, Portland. We're going to see Los Angeles, of course, when uh, Steven Gerrard comes. But, you know, L.A. is always going to be big anyway, no matter what, because they're going to have uh, Zardes, who's improved tremendously. They're still going to have Robbie Keane. Uh, Jaime Pinedo and goal is still going to be strong. Uh, I, I'm never going to doubt Bruce Arena. Bruce, never ever doubt a Bruce Arena team because they will always fight and they'll always be strong. So, Zealand, LA, call me crazy, but I'm going to see the Earthquakes in the fourth, uh, as the fourth playoff team in the West because that new stadium that they finally finished, it's ready to go for this season. Uh, because of the new stadium, I think that's going to give them enough push to get into the playoffs. Um, I think Salt Lake will get in there again. Uh, it'll be tight, but they'll make it. And that sixth spot is going to be a big question mark. So I'll say two teams. It's going to be between either Houston or Sporting Kansas City. Because let's not forget – Houston now has Owen Coyle, the former uh, Bolton manager, as their head coach. And I think he is going to have a big learning curve, learning about the league. He has good assistant coaches that will help him out with the league. But I think if it's going to be that last spot, I can see Coyle and Vermees' teams fighting it out with each other because they're both that good. All right. Uh, one quick question, and then we'll – just out of curiosity, uh, just a simple – Yes or no to this one. Uh, Ambrose or Yango, does he play for Montreal this year? I'm going to say no. Because, okay. I, I mean, look, uh, Cameroon Federation, the First Division League of Cameroon, is they just don't understand what goes on in a single entity league. And neither do we. Nobody does, yeah. <laughs> one of my... Uh, one of my one semester colleagues put it best. It's third party ownership by third party ownership. Right? I think it was something like that. <laughs> um, all right. So, very last thing prediction for Sunday: Sporting Kansas City hosting New York Red Bulls, seven o'clock uh, kickoff on. I think it's Fox Sports One. You are correct, sir. What's the um, score going to be? Ah, uh, you know what? I like spoiling home, home openers when it's on the road. 
Uh, I really think the Red Bulls are going to surprise Sporting Kansas City. Uh, I do believe there will be a goal for the home side, but I'm expecting a 2-1 win by the New York Red Bulls. Nice. Ballsy. like it. <laughs> All right. Uh, with that, uh, unfortunately, we got to wrap it up. Uh, Dan, uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, you can follow Dan on Twitter. Ah, shit, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> At capital letter D, capital letter F, lowercase E-U-E-R-S-T-E-I-N. Yeah, I, I for some reason I thought there was an underscore in between the D and F, and that's why. My no, 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 that's no, no. We're not giving away my email. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. All right. Uh, so with that, oh yeah. Also, uh, Blog Talk Radio for Four Saints Fire and uh, SoccerNewsDay.com. Yes. Uh, is there anywhere else that? Yes. You're on? Uh, also, FansFavorite.com. That's a. Uh, sports website for all the New York City, New Jersey sports professional teams. Uh, without that other team that's somehow playing in a baseball stadium, yeah, we don't cover that team. <laughs> On fansfavorite.com. Well, they're not a fan favorite, that's why. That's right. <laughs> all right. So, uh, Dan, like I said, thank you for coming on. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll have more Red Bull Rant right after this. I got to Kansas City on a Friday. By Saturday, I learned a thing or two. Cause up to then, I didn't have an idea of what the modern world was coming to. I counted 20 gas buggies going by their cells almost every time I took a walk. Welcome back to Rebel Rant. Once again, I want to thank Dan Forrestine for coming on the show. It is now time for us to get into our season preview stuff. Um, Yay. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Do I have something special for this? Um, mm, mm, mm. How about this? Treat yourself. Treat yourself to our season preview. Mm, delicious. All right. So we're going to do this in two, two categories. One is actual predictions and crazy predictions. Um, we're not going to go through the roster because it's still kind of in flux. At least that, that's my plan. Not with the roster because still sucks. Plus, we went over a lot of that stuff with Dan, so there's really no need to regurgitate it. Um, so, actual predictions. Pat, you're up first. What do you th- What do you think is actually going to happen with the Red Bulls this year? I definitely think they're a playoff team. Uh, you know, especially with considering six out of ten teams will make the playoffs this season. I, I do think the Red Bulls will make the playoffs. Um, that being said, I think they're probably more likely to. Uh, make a, you know one of those last wild card spots. Um, I think they are going to struggle uh, a little bit to uh, replace Henri. Uh, but you know what? Hey, look, there's you know the last game of preseason was ugly. I get it, but it featured an uncharacteristically bad Luis Robles, and you know and uh, you know the the Rebels got their chances in that game. It's just that you know. Philly's goalkeeper stood on his head. So, uh, you know, I, I was encouraged to see them creating chances. And, you know, what they're going to do in the back, that that's the big question. I would not be shocked if by the end of the season we see something like a miazga uh, Wimet pairing uh, in, the, in, in the center defense, you know, going full-on youth movement, and those two grow into their roles, possibly picking up time at USL2 uh, along the way. But, um, 
I, I don't think I definitely don't think it's doom and gloom this season. Uh, and for people, you know, it's hard for people to forget. Um, but the majority of last season wasn't very good. You know, it wasn't really to that late playoff run where things started to click. So I think that there are going to be some trying times this season, but I do think they'll sneak into the playoffs. And uh, if we're if the Rebels are truly lucky. They'll pull something much like uh, New England Revolution did, pulling uh, Jermaine Jones late in the season, having them uh, right to ship real quickly, and they'll get a, a nice, solid DP to fill in. And but as it is right now, roster's solid. We're going to see some good games, and uh, we're going to see some bad ones. So it's going to be a, a typical uh, Rebel wild ride. Uh, before I get into my, my season prediction, real quickly about that, again, that game, uh, that last game, against Philadelphia, who gives a fuck? <laughs> Pre-season. Jimmy Cates, big Lions fan. Remember when the Lions went 4-0 in the preseason? What happened after that? 0-16. Yeah. So who gives a fuck? Moving on to the season, uh, I'm with Pat. I think the team's going to make the playoffs. It is going to be an absolute huge struggle in that back. Um but again, I think that's I think it's going to happen again. I think they're going to get a hot late. That's what they've been doing this past couple of years. They're getting hot late, getting into a playoff spot. Uh, hopefully, either that black back line is going to gel, or they will bring somebody in midseason for the back line. I think if they're going to go get a player, hopefully it's not going to have to be a forward. It's not going to be the midfield because they have 400 midfielders. Uh, so I'm hoping that's not going to be an issue. Goaltending shouldn't be an issue. Uh, I think really is it is 100% up to the midfield to control every single game they play. When you only have that one proven striker for one year and Bradley Wright Phillips up top, and you have that shaky defense, the midfield is just going to have to be a boss, plain and simple. And they definitely have the talent to do it. They definitely have guys who can score uh, in the middle. So absolutely huge that the uh, the Dax plays well, that, that Philippe, meshes. Sasha Kleischen, uh, get that mustache just grows and grows and grows as he scores some goals. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely see a playoff spot. I mean, I don't think, I don't see him finishing first. I could see him finishing third. Maybe second place wouldn't be so bad. Uh, the other thing that we have an advantage for this season is just like two years ago, the home schedule with our, the rival or quote unquote rival teams Works out really good. Two home against DC, two home against Philadelphia, two home against uh, NYCFC, NYFCFCY. You know, uh, two at home against the Reds. I think that's absolutely huge. And you saw that two years ago when we won the Supporter Shield. They used that home field to a big advantage. I know everyone hates Sunday games. I personally love the Sunday game, but that's just me. Uh, I think that is going to be the absolute biggest part is the schedule this year, and that's what's going to help get them into the playoffs. Yeah, I'm not sure there's really anything I can add to all that. Um, the only thing I guess I can add is that, and I, this is more of a joke, is that anything that happens to this team, good or bad, is going to be met with Red Bull out, and I am going to do <laughs> it. For sure. And listen, and you know, we've had this conversation before, um, I understand people f- are going to feel the way they feel, and I can't, I'm not going to stop them, but not every little thing that happens to this team deserves a Red Bull out hashtag on it. Just saying that right now. This fucking snowstorm does. 
Yeah. Ripple out. <laughs> Is that ripple out because you need the energy to stay awake? <laughs> when you're shoveling the driveway? <laughs> Fucking Obama, ripple out. <laughs> Seven inches of snow. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> ripple out. Uh, the one thing I will say, though, and this is more of a preview. Get ready for a bunch of Henri ghosts uh, jokes over at Once Metro. Ghost jokes. Henri's ghosts. Because we all know that Bradley Phillips can't score without Thierry Henry. Oh <laughs> yeah, of course. All right. Um, crazy predictions. Uh, Chum, you can go first. What's your crazy prediction for this year? Can it be about anything? It doesn't have to be the Red Bulls, does it? Uh, if you're going to do that, let's do at least one for the Red Bulls. So if you want to do that, you can do two. All right. So one about the Red Bulls, crazy prediction. Uh, I predict that 30% of this year's home games, the concession lines won't be horrible. I call How about that for crazy? That's pretty crazy. And he dropped that again. God, you, fuck you. Did he? It sounded like he finished his point. Yeah. I heard, I heard Delaware North, and that was it. I didn't even say that. What are you talking about? Sorry, uh, I mean, the 30% I said, I call bullshit, and then it was like, one two seconds later, and I heard nothing. Oh, it's because I didn't say anything after that. Yeah. Oh, well, then, what about Sorry. your next point? Well, you're Sorry, out of you <laughs> Oh, you want my, my league, my league crazy prediction? Well, you're the one that asked about it, so... Oh, yeah. good. All right, well, here it goes. Uh, I predict that Toronto is, despite having uh, Michael Bradley and Josie Aldor, are going to be, again, so terrible that halfway through the season, the league replaces them with Swansea. Ooh. <laughs> nice. All right, Pat, you're up. You heard it here. All right. Um, my crazy prediction is Red Bull actually sells the team halfway through the season, and Red Bull obviously <laughs> explodes. <laughs> <laughs> Twitter just breaks down that day. <laughs> Uh, Hashtag OMFG Metro Forever. <laughs> yeah. uh, if they get renamed to Metro, does once a Metro have to get renamed to twice a Metro? <laughs> <laughs> once more a Metro? Yeah. Something. Uh, I'm trying to think if I have a league-wide one. Um, uh, I don't know. Like uh, Somebody signs a mystery designated player. He wears a luchador mask uh, halfway through the match, and then... When he scores the winning goal, he pulls it off, and it's Landon Donovan. Jim Ross calls carnage. <laughs> Here's another crazy prediction. Uh, a supporters club uh, comes up with their own song, and Seattle doesn't steal it halfway through the season. Here's another crazy prediction. Uh, New York City FC writes a song and brings this, uh, that actually is relevant to the 2010s and not just ripping off the 1985 Bears. <laughs> Uh, here's another crazy prediction. Uh, NYCFC, NYCFY fans come up with a song that wasn't created by the team itself. Here, here's one. The New York the New York Red Bulls get a supporters club that you have to have a member vouch for. The only problem is there's only one member. He won't vouch for anybody else. <laughs> All right. My crazy prediction, though, actual crazy prediction, is that the Red Bulls will not only win MLS Cup, oh, they will win the supporters' shield. And the U.S. Open Cup. Ah, oh, the treble. The treble. The yeah. same treble. Because we all know Jesse Marsh is all about the U.S. Open Cup. So. He's all in. 
Yeah, if he wins the know. open, if he wins the damn open cup. Hopefully, people stop fucking complaining about it. <laughs> Please, I'm just I want to win the cup. There are only five people. Watch. I want to win it, and I'll be the greatest cup of all time. <laughs> people will respect us once we win the open cup that nobody watches and is only on the internet. Yeah, All right, question for you. Because the New York Times cl- d- classifies the U.S. Open Cup as a major trophy, but not the Supporter Shield. What do you think? Who classifies it? I missed that. The New York The New York Times rates the U.S. Open Cup above the Supporter Shield. What do you think about that? Yeah, liberal rag. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. I think Jimmy Cates is here. <laughs> I read it every day. I read it every day. But <laughs> <laughs> I was not expecting that. I'll give you, I'll give you credit for that one. <laughs> um, MLS prediction is, let's see. So we have three teams, or is it two expansion teams right now that aren't part of it? Or Sorry. Technically, we have Atlanta and an LAFC, if I'm correct. So we have two more teams coming that are supposed to be coming anyway. Because the plan is 24. All right, so that means the next two teams are going to be Seattle Sounders 2 and Seattle Sounders 3 because Seattle founded soccer. What about the Tacoma Sounders? They could be they could be Sounders 3 or 2 and or whatever. The, it doesn't and matter. The, and the Olympia Sounders and the Walla Walla Sounders. <laughs> the Kirkland I, Sounders. <laughs> I'm just using generic Sounders two and three. I mean, it's Fashion Island like, Sounders. Yeah. Just saying, I've been to Washington once or twice. I mean, how's this? It's a bunch of towns the, there. The New York Cosmos move up to MLS, and the NSL <laughs> holds. Right. So Cosmos, we'll do that. <laughs> so the Cosmos are once again blamed for NASL failing. Well, what's going to happen is the Cosmos are going to move up to MLS, but unfortunately it's not MLS soccer. It's that MLS real estate site, and they get really confused <laughs> when their team is sold to some guy in Long Island. And then uh, once in a lifetime, two is made, and nobody cares. <laughs> so is that guy that buys them really a sanitation department somewhere? Hmm? So the guy, the guy that really buys them, is that just like some sanitation department somewhere and it's some shady backroom deal? Yeah, sanitation department. That's right. Sanitation department. Once in a lifetime, too. The Cosmos were the height of Long Island. On weekends, they would get Friday's three for all through local Chichi on Fridays. They were loved by their bartender. Here's the Cosmos' five most loyal fans. And when we say most loyal, we mean only fans. Here's Raul at 45 years old. He was so old, they let him use a walker on the field. Yeah. All right, let's actually let's move on to actual predictions for this coming Sunday when the Red Bulls will travel to Sporting Kansas City to take on travels to ah, I screwed that up. Red Bulls will travel to Kansas City to take on Sporting KC. Kansas City, Kansas. Match. Whatever. I don't really fucking care which Kansas which, which Kansas, Kansas we're talking Kansas. about. Kansas. Kansas. <laughs> Plains and cows. That's what's there. You know what? Kansas City needs to get its act together and pick a state. That's what I'm saying. And tornadoes. Only, only Washington, D.C. can have two different states. That's all I'm saying. Um, so they're going to travel to Kansas City, Kansas. Yeah. <laughs> to take on Sporting KC in the, the first match of 2015. It'll be the 
fourth? I think it's the fourth straight year they'll be starting on the road. Because, fuck, no. The Red Bulls getting a home game. I don't want to be fucking cold when I go to a home game. Screw yeah. that. I like it. I like opening on the road. Yeah. Do it all the time. All right, well, anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that Sorry. game is Sunday, 7 o'clock Eastern time on Fox Sports 1. And I believe for those guys over in uh, the U.K., that Sky Sports has the game because they have a contract now. Although apparently the Sky Sports contract is like pennies compared to the PL, uh, the Premier League contract. So. No, come on. Yeah. MLS um, will take those pennies and like it. So predictions. Um, once again, we're doing our prediction contest. Um, the guys in which Metro will be coming in, uh, I only have like two of theirs right now. I'm not going to bother reading them off. But I do want to say that this year we have a nice fake WWE belt that's our trophy for the year. Woo! Can't wait to it for a third time. Yeah. You didn't win last year, Truman. Yes, I did. I won last year. I I made the podcast. I made the rules. You did not win. Shut the fuck up and deal with it. Yep, I won. I won. Until you get free agency, you're not allowed to talk, damn it. <laughs> that's it. Striking. Effective since, immediately. Since I don't really like listening, if I win, can I get like a bottle of Jim Beam and like maybe a 30-pack of Paps? <laughs> um, maybe, if, maybe if you get enough funding from Patreon. All right, uh, everybody. Patreon. Fun <laughs> 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 Now you have Pat a reason. <laughs> Pat gave up alcohol for lunch, so he needs it for when he get when it lunch over. So. Hey, I gave up beer. I didn't give up alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, beer. He needs beer for when the for when the uh, lunch is over. Okay. Anyway, that's what, that's what I mostly drink. So. <laughs> well, that's why I drink too, and that's why I drank a Brooklyn Lager off tap tonight because I have a kegerator, which my lovely wife bought for me for Christmas. I get that in there. Um, all right, actual predictions. Pat, you're up first. What's happening on Sunday in Kansas City? Well, here's the good thing. Aurelian Collin is not on KC anymore. So uh, that that absolutely presents uh, the New York Rebels with an opportunity. Uh, I mean, even though Bradley Wright Phillips did school him last year, which was nice. Um, you know, so their defense is just a little bit weaker. Hopefully the Rebels uh, will be able to exploit that. But, of course, without Thierry Henry, their offense is a little bit weaker. Um We'll, this this will be the true test of Marsh's attacking philosophy. If uh, the you know the likes of Question Martins, uh, I'm, I'm gonna guess Sal Zizzo on the left and Sam on the right, uh, if they can really make a uh, a formidable um, attack for this team, um, it, it really is up in the air. Overall, I liked what I saw out of the team, the starting eleven at, in preseason. I uh, like the chances they created. Um, Bradley Lloyd Phillips appeared to be on fire. Uh, I know Truman said preseason is preseason, but, you know, it's just the little things you can take away. Uh, that being said, it is on the road. It, it You know, it'll, I don't know what the weather's going to be like. I'm sure it's going to be not pleasant. Um, and I don't see them winning their opening match. I think there's going to be an adjustment period. So uh, I'm going to go with a 2-1 uh, Kansas City win. Yeah, the, like we were saying, it's going to take a while for this team to gel. You just don't gel in preseason with uh, almost a completely different lineup and expect to go into a pretty good team's home stadium and win. Uh, 2-1 sounds about right, but I guess I have to be different because we we all want that, uh, that plastic championship belt. Um, every time I go to Legends to watch a, the, the season, 
an opener, they lose, and I'm going to Legends. That's never a good sign. Well, let's buck the trend. Bradley Ray Phillips scores. Uh, someone I don't care about in Kansas City scores. Let's get crazy, and I'm going to say 1-1 one, one draw. God fucking damn it, Truman. What the hell? Duck it. Louis Duvalo. No. I said, God damn you, because I had one. To, I had a 1-1 one, one draw already down. Good for you. And I can't change it because I fucking gave that prediction to somebody else. <laughs> God fucking damn you. <laughs> I will want if I want to. God damn it. This is my show. Hey, this is a marathon, not a sprint, my friend. I thought this was a democracy. Fuck. <laughs> this is not a fucking democracy. Come on. I gave you the show. I could take it away just like that. An eye of dictatorship. Well, all right. So like I said, a 1-1 draw for me. <laughs> um, yeah, right Phillips probably scores. Um, maybe Dom Dwyer for KC. I don't know. But I, I feel like it's going to be a little bit of rust still for both teams and even though, you know, it's a national spotlight, only time we're playing in this year, it's just, I, I think it's not going to be uh, a win by anybody. Even though KC ha- would have the whole chip on his shoulder from last year when we beat them the last two games of their season to, one, get the home game in the playoffs and to win that home game. Um, so I'm sticking with 1-1. I feel like it's going to be a draw. Hopefully at least it's exciting, but we'll see about that part of it. All right, so uh, do you guys have anything else you want to discuss? Before we get out of here, yeah, it's the fucking the, the season starts tomorrow. Why why are we leaving? Listen, I, what we asked Dan this. What do you think? Uh, and I'm, we're not going top five, top six, top hundred. Top teams come out of the East and the West. That's it. We don't need an MLS Cup chi- champion. Who's the best in the East? Who's the best in the West? Jay, you go first. Holy yeah, shit. you're I'm going first. I'm the dictator now. <laughs> this is this is what I get for opening shit up to you guys. Um. <laughs> Let's see. Who would come out top in the... Are we talking regular season or tro- or playoffs? Regular season. That's it. Top two teams. All right. Regular season, top two. Uh, I'm going to say New England is up there. And as much as it pains me to say it, probably D.C. Because both of them haven't had a lot of changes this offseason. And uh, New England, once Jermaine Jones got there, got really hot and seemed to get things going. D.C. had a pretty solid year last year. And since both those teams are pretty much unchanged. I can't see them. Even though DC did lose in CCL, they lost 6-4. So it wasn't like they didn't, they couldn't score. Um, so I, I, as much as I do not want those two teams up there, I think that they have a good shot considering that they've been consistent this offseason. And the West? Uh, Seattle. I mean, Donovan's gone. Dempsey's there. So I feel like that's just kind of natural. Um, and I don't, maybe like, maybe RSL. I feel like they're they're due for resurgence back to the top of the the West. Uh, I can't see KC or Houston doing it after after the transition because um, the West is typically stronger than the East in the last like five six years. So I don't see them moving over then immediately being barn burners. So, but I, I, maybe Seattle and uh, RSL. Uh, I'll, I'll start with the West. Uh, I'm going to say definitely Seattle, and I'm going to say teams love playing in their sexy new stadiums. So I'm going to go San Jose, shocking the world. And make it run. Uh, I, I, Galaxy, I think, will still be good, but I think people are underestimating the effect Landon Donovan has had on that team over the last what ten some odd years, uh, more than that. Um, I, I think the, there's going to be a Donovan hangover a little bit for the Galaxy. Uh, as for the East, uh, yeah, I think I'm going to have to agree with Jay. New England, DC, I don't think so. Uh, I have a friend who works for Opta. 
and he says that this team is about to be exposed, and I think the CCL was the first sign of that. Um, your next team, Truman's going to hate me for this. I just don't see how TFC is not near the top of the, the East at the end of this season. Uh, what, wait a minute, what did I just Did I just say D.C. again? Or did I say Toronto? I thought Toronto. you said Toronto. Did I say? You said Toronto. I did, okay. All right. Uh, keep rolling. We're good. All right, so, yeah, there's a – that's a brain fart that's going to make the air. So, yeah, my uh, – but, yeah, so to repeat, uh, Seattle and San Jose in the west, uh, New England and Toronto in the east. I like L.A. top of the west because of one reason and one reason only, because I love Steven Gerrard, and he's coming to that team midseason. That's it. And I love Robbie Keane, too. I can't help it. Uh, I, I, I like Real Salt Lake because Real Salt Lake just Real Salt Lakes every year, and that's just what they do. So I think they're the number two team. Uh, the number one team in the East, everyone's on board New England. It's hard to not get on board with New England. Uh, so I'm going to be with you guys. I think the Red Bulls are going to finish third. So number two, uh, God, I guess I want to be different, right? It's not going to be Montreal because they, they stink, and they'll always stink. Uh, let's go with Columbus, because why the hell not? But I am going to make one prediction. I think the Supporter Shield winner comes out of the Eastern Conference, and the only reason is because we'll have two expansion teams in the East. So I think a team's going to be able to build up a lot of points playing those two teams. Hopefully it's us. You never know. I'll say this about L'Oreal Salt Lake. I think Karma is going to punch their owner in the dick and, <laughs> uh, for his comments. So, uh, yeah... You know, I've always liked Real Salt Lake, but now they can uh, go fuck themselves. So there you go. Boom. All right. Uh, let's wrap this one up. You can visit us on Onceometra at onceometra.com slash red hyphen bull hyphen rant. Um, I'm not giving out the, the blocks for address anymore. Nobody goes to that, really. So We um, don't even go to that. Nope. I, I go to Blogger just to put it up. That's the only reason I'm not close to that site anymore. Um, basically, Blogspot became our RSS feed. So don't, if you really want to see our stuff, go to Once a Metro. Um, you can donate to the show at Patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com/slash-R-B-R for Red Bull Rant. Um, if you want to email us your thoughts and questions during the week, Red Bull Rant at gmail.com. You can call us at nine seven three three four eight five three two nine, like uh, Bill did today. Facebook.com slash Red Bull Rant on Twitter at Red Bull Rant for the show at Dr. Stooge for myself at PMAC D82 for Pat and at the Truman for Truman. You can subscribe to the show via iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or at SoundCloud.com slash Red hyphen Bull hyphen Rant. And I had a thought and I just lost it. Um, shit. Oh, there we go. Just got back. Um, by the way, just as a quick reminder for everybody, once a Metro has a mailbag now, so if you don't feel like asking the podcast, you can email the Once a Metro mailbag at oamsoccer at gmail.com. Just wanted to plug that real quick. Um, all right, so last words before we wrap this one up. One thing real quick, uh, get well to a former guest of the show and great person and great wrestler, Tim Donst. He's going through some tough things right now. Uh, go send Tim Don some well wishes on Twitter or Facebook. And on a more positive note, something I haven't gotten to say for a long time, and that is a win. I agree. Let's win, baby. 
All right. So for Pat, Truman, and myself, this was episode number 133 of the new and improved Red Bull rant. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, go Red Bulls. Peace out. Open top! <laughs>